Huffies, because it's time to go skidding. You're listening to Polygonometry. This is a family podcast where each week I do the thing with my family. And uh, you guys are tuning in because most of my listeners are probably members of my family. And uh, it's kind of cool to listen about how there's people around that you want to hear stories about. Because um, you're like, oh, dude, who's going to get mentioned on the podcast this week? Is he going to drop out the names? And then we're going to play the little game to find out who he's talking about by context clues and that kind of stuff. Welcome to Plugonometry. This is the podcast where everything's made up and the points don't matter. Real improvisational introductions. Anyway, my guest on the show this week, guys, uh, he's an awesome dude. He's my first cousin, and you guys have heard him on the podcast before because he was a guest when he did the Polygonometry Holiday Special. And uh, he's back on the show, and um, he has a really unique perspective because he is one of the only ones that I know of that I'm kind of close to who is the son of divorced polygamists. You know, it's a little bit of a little bit of a unique little uh, perspective there. So he sat down with me and we chatted it up, and it was a great time. Um, you guys are going to love it. Um, as always, guys, if you have questions, comments, concerns, the QCC, reach out to me on Facebook, Instagram, Gmail, send me mail. Um, I'm not going to give you my address though. So it's, you're gonna have to do a little bit of shot in the dark if you want to send it that way. And, uh, guys, I hope you guys enjoy the episode that I have with my mom's oldest brother's first wife's youngest son. Yeah, it's a little bit more, I mean, for how unique the situation is already with being in a polygamist, you know, mm. situation, you know, divorce is something that's not really, maybe we should start with that first. That's probably a better way to think about it. Like polygamists getting divorces is not a fun Normal. time. I mean, yeah. divorces are never fun anyway. Sure. In my opinion, divorces are the best thing. They're the best thing? Because, well, like, if you have two adults who don't love each other anymore, them getting a divorce is the best thing for that. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because then you don't have the resentment and mm -hmm. you're like, you're not just sticking around just because you have kids. Kids. And you're yep. just like, no, I'm in it for the kids. I'm in it for the kids. Like, but, you know, you're still a human being that deserves to be happy. Mm -hmm. And you can be better parents for the kids if you separate. At True. least. I mean, I mean, and that is a case by case basis. And there's always, mm -hmm. you know, nasty divorces and stuff. But yeah, no, I would totally agree. Like, yeah, divorce obviously sucks. But when like with my parents they they were i remember them telling me that they were gonna wait before they got a divorce because they they were like my dad didn't come over to my mom's house for probably a year before they got a divorce after because he'd rotate nights but he didn't come over to my mom's house for a while yeah and they were waiting to split up until after i graduated high school mm -hmm. and i remember i was with my dad when when it uh, when it all happened he just bought me a pull-up bar from bob Ward's. we were on my way home and i was super excited to play on it and then he gets a phone call from the courthouse, and the courthouse says, hey, you have paperwork, and you need to come sign. So he's, he, he had no idea what it was about. So we pull over to the courthouse, and I'm just in there at the, in the truck looking at my box of, you know. You got, you got a new toy. Yeah, I was yeah. super excited. Awesome. And he's like, this won't be more than five minutes because he didn't even know what it was. Anyway, he comes out like 30, 45 minutes later. It took a while, and he, like, sat down, and he looked at me, and he looked forward, and I asked him what was wrong because you could tell something was wrong. And he goes, well, your mom just divorced me out of nowhere it was Whoa. so it was so random and no i mean I don't think, it does it seems like you guys knew that it was going to happen yeah i think we knew it was going to happen but just not that abruptly my mom didn't tell anybody she was going to do it oh like, she no, just went and did it no one in my like none of my sisters my or my brothers knew it was going to happen i didn't know it was going to happen either and wow. obviously my dad didn't and it just yeah it was just like holy crap it just happened from your perception and, did you feel like your dad like was kind of like, how did your dad take that from your from your perspective, really? I'm just it curious. Like, cause like, I think he was just super like, surprised. Yeah, it sounded like he got blindsided by it a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, I think he knew that it was going to happen in the future sometime. Because okay. they, I mean, they were, I wouldn't say divorced, but they were split up. Like, I'm sure, sure they talked and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, my dad didn't come over to my mom's house for a long time. Yeah. and Which is a huge thing when you're a polygamist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was weird because like, you know, I'd be at my dad's house and he'd be there, but I'd only see him if, you, if I was at his house. But when I was used to seeing him at my mom's house, you know. As well, um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was super weird, and he—I think he was honestly just really surprised because none of us knew that was going to happen that day. Like it was just out of the blue, it happened. And I remember, Dang. 
um, I think, yeah, I went back to his house. And then the next time I went to my mom's house, which was probably like the next week or if it was a week on a week off or whatever it was, I went back to my mom's house and I asked her about it. I was like, what the heck happened? You know, what's (laughs) going on? And we had this huge sit down talk about it. And she told me, you know, she's like, I didn't want anyone to talk me out of it or tell me that I had, you know, I had a stick in it or, or anything. I wanted to make this decision all on my own. Didn't want to be influenced. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, no, she made the decision all on her own and, and, you know, now looking back at it, at like today, 100% worth it. I mean, she's so, yeah. she's doing so much better. Well, good for her, but, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. And good, and good for your dad, too. I mean, it sounds oh, like yeah. they both, it sounds like they oh, yeah. both needed it. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. And, but yeah, no, it, it was super weird. It was just crazy surprise. And then having, I don't know. Yeah, and that was, was before you, that was before you graduated high school, right? Oh, yeah. This was in middle school, I'm pretty sure. This was like fifth grade or sixth grade. Okay, and you were saying that they were going to wait basically another six years mm-hmm. for you in order to, you know, so they were planning on sticking together for another six years for you to graduate high school, and then yep. they were going to split up. Yep. Or at least that's it sounded like that, that, that was like a, what it was in the air, kind of? Yeah, that was kind of like in the air. It wasn't like a for sure we're going to wait this long. It was just like, because I remember talking to my dad about it because I asked my dad, why don't you come over to mom's house anymore? He's like, well, you're, you're or me and your mom just don't get along that well, and but... And I asked him if you guys are splitting up, like, are you guys just not married to each other? He's like, no, we are. We're, we're still married to each other. And I just, you know, we just don't need to be with each other all the time like that. And so, okay. yeah, and that's when he told me, he's like, we're probably just going to last, like, be married until you graduate high school. And then after that, yes, that's when the divorce would happen. I was like, oh, okay. 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 And that's why it was such a surprise when it, when it just happened. And it happened when you were, you know, a young kid, sixth mm-hmm. grade. Yeah. Did you, and here's, this is kind of an intense question maybe. Do you feel like you contributed to their divorce at all? Because I know that there's a lot of people who, oh, yeah. like, they internalize the divorce as it them being their fault, mm-hmm. you know? And, did, yeah, you, no, I, did, did you have any of that at all? So I felt like I did, but I know that I didn't now. Like, okay. looking back on it, I know that they had a lot of issues between them, and I know I didn't contribute to any of them. But when I was there, I was the only kid that lived with my mom then because mm-hmm. the rest of my siblings were older. So that was why I felt like, oh my gosh, it's my fault because I'm the only kid that lives here. And oh, like, so yeah. no, I definitely felt like that earlier. And you know, like when I was younger, like middle school, maybe freshman year a little bit, but as I started growing up and I, and matured and got, you know, like there's a difference when you're younger, the relationship you have with your parents. And then when you mature, you have a totally different relationship with your parents. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's completely different. And so when I had that, when I was mature and I started talking to my mom and dad about it, I know that it wasn't my fault. There's nothing I did. It just happened. Well, know? and when you're that age, I mean, psychologically speaking, you are the center of your own universe. Oh, yeah. You know, so it, like whether it's good or bad, it's all your fault. Mm-hmm. No, I, I totally <laughs> yeah. know what you're saying. But no, I, I know it wasn't my fault. I remember asking my mom even, you know, did you do it because, like, did you divorce dad because of me? And she, I remember when she divorced my dad, she said she was going to move to Arkansas. And yeah, I remember thinking that and her asking me if I'd want to come with her. And that just rocked my world because... She's my mom. Of course, I want to go with my mom. But then I have my whole huge family and my yeah. dad <laughs> and my friends. Family, and yeah, I've never left the town I was born oh, in. Oh, that'd be just ripping you away from oh, everything yeah. that you had had. Yeah, and, totally. And I remember, my, like, I don't want to say my mom guilt tripped me, but she's like, so who are you going to choose, your mom or your dad? And I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, no, I'm not going to choose either. Of them. No, know. that's a tough question for sure. But, but she ended up not moving to Arkansas, no, right? No, she didn't. And then she was going to move to Utah. And then that didn't end up happening. So I don't know why she ever, I think, I think honestly she didn't want to move because she knew that none of her kids would follow her. And mm, so, okay. and I know my mom wants to be a part of, you know, all my siblings as kids and, and be the be a part of their so. lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, exactly. totally. So she never ended up moving, but that was a possibility. And that was, that was crazy. Cause that was like the talk of my family for like a month was, well, is Bridger going to go move to Arkansas or Utah? Like, yeah, yeah that yeah. was, that was super weird. Yeah. But that's interesting. No. And then, uh, something I also wanted to ask you too, is like post divorce, you were still, was there, was the, was there a custody battle at all? Really? It didn't um, seem like there was, but it might've been, and I'm still trying to like re- reach back with my own memories and trying yeah. to think about it. But so there kind of was, I remember when it happened, um, like that whole month, there was obviously a ton of talk between me and my mom and my dad, because my mom wanted to go to court. Yeah. And so she said, you know, she's like, I'm going to take you to court and this is what's going to happen. And we're going to get 50, 50 and all, and all this. And my dad's like, whatever, let him choose. He's, you know, he's 14. He's growing up or however old I was, I wasn't 14 yet, but when the divorce was fresh, 
I definitely remember, like, I think I'd be a week on and week off, and we just decided that that was going to be what it was going to be. But like, and this is when you were in like sixth grade. Yeah, you said yeah, real young. Okay, and okay. then because I got my driver's license my freshman year, and then when I got my driver's license, I told them I'm choosing where I want to be. Yeah, because I can drive, so I'll just drive between it. And then when it happened, my mom lived three miles up the road from my dad, so it was sure. really easy. Yeah, it was close. So yeah, no, it was really easy. But I remember, yeah, when we when it was fresh, my mom said she was going to bring it to court and. The judge was going to do all this and handle it and make it fair because I was spending more time at my dad's house because that's where all of my friends and all of my siblings live and my dog. So yeah. that's just where I was. And my mom yeah, wasn't, totally. wasn't happy with it. But, yeah, no, she said she was going to take it to court and everything. And then they ended up talking about it. And my dad was just like, whatever, we can figure this out. And I even remember the conversation. You do it outside of court. You mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. Okay. Figure it out outside of court between them. And that's what we ended up doing. But. I mean, once I got a car, it was so much easier because I told both of them, I said, if I want to be somewhere, that's where I want to be. If I don't want to be at my dad's house, I'll go to my mom's house or vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was You had the freedom easier. to do so because, yeah, exactly. totally, totally. But, yeah. no, with that freedom is, I mean, with any divorced parents, I mean, I feel like if, if your parents are divorced, your parents think that you're at that other house. And that's yeah. what, like, I think we talked about it a little bit last time. But I was too embarrassed to say it. But oh my gosh, dude, I got I got away with so much. Like, <laughs> you did. Sometimes, oh yeah. Sometimes I feel. Oh like, yeah, because you're talking about how like you could just basically tell yeah. your mom or dad that you were at the oh, other yeah. respective parents' house, but Absolutely. you would just do what you do wanted, to, I do. wanted <laughs> to do. And so I remember, like, like my oldest brother. Everyone thinks he was like the troublemaker, or like not a troublemaker, but like the problem child. You know, he's no, he's had that's all. That's not the, true. Oh, that's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it's true. Or, no, I, comparatively I speaking yeah comparatively speaking but like <laughs> no I just got away with so much because if I was at my mom's and I said I was going to my dad's I could do whatever I wanted you know I could go hang out with my friends I could go to girls' house I could do whatever I wanted really and yeah. I, I got away with so much and it was also nice because my mom and dad didn't like to talk to each other so if I was in trouble with my mom it stayed with my mom my dad never found out if I was in trouble with my dad, my mom never found out. Oh, dude, and that's so, like the ideal situation when oh, you're no, a teenager. It was, and it was nice, though, because it's not like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, it, it definitely is, dude. Um, you can, you yeah, can do whatever you wanted. I got away with so much. Oh, yeah. Dude. It, it was fun, though, because especially being in the town that we live in, I don't need to be at a friend's house because there's... 13 different friends house that I can walk between. Yeah. So it's all right there. Exactly. No. And that's something that is such a really cool part about growing up in, in Pinesdale too, is mm-hmm. that, I mean, and you know, small towns, I mean, it doesn't matter oh, yeah. what small town it is, but when you oh, yeah. are in a small town and it just helps that everyone here is kind mm-hmm. of a, you know, they're, they're a little kooky in their own respective right. ways. Right. Absolutely. And so when everybody believes the same way and kind of acts the same mm-hmm. way and believes in all the same things, like, I mean, I, we never locked our doors. No. Nope. We never had, like, we could leave your keys in your car oh, and yeah. not worry about it. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I, I consider, you know, the way that you and I were brought up in it, it's just like, that's so cool. Oh, yeah. Because then you can walk into your friend's house at 1230 at night and be like, hey, what's up, dude? Can I spend the night? So, yeah, sure. And you don't, have, I mean, you don't have to knock. You don't have to do anything. You walk into their basement. Yeah. Walk into the downstairs. Me and Tank would do it. You know? Yeah, just, just walk in and just crash. Yeah. yeah. No, I did it all the time. Yeah, it's it's such a cool part, and there's that idea of, you know, people always think about, like, well, that's not safe, it's not safe, it's not safe, and there was definitely, like, things that happened in Pines yeah. to break that, like, that broke that trust, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of shitty things that happened, but, I mean, as re- in regards to, like, how, like, I mean, my own personal way, or my own personal childhood, it was never... Like I was, oh, yeah. I was safe the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had to make dangerous things happen if we yeah. wanted to experience danger. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, yeah, I think Pinesville has definitely changed though in the past 20 years from what the kids do. Like, well, that's also just, I guess, 21st century, but like you guys grew up where it was cool to just play in the dirt, but now it's like, yeah, you can play in the dirt, but then when you hit 10, there's other cool things you can do. You know what oh I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. You know? No, yeah, we, <laughs> no, me and Devin definitely, we, basically we're like outside a hundred percent of the time and we mm-hmm. never wanted to be inside. Exactly. Yeah. And like, I guess like when I was a kid, it was, it was more 50, 50. We'd, we'd love hanging outside, but there were still cool things inside cause we could play Xbox or we and could dude, play. Dude, there was the Wii. Oh yeah. You it's, could play oh, yeah. downstairs at your house. The Wii. <laughs> you could play Mario Kart, dude. Mm-hmm. And that's something to do. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh yeah. Mario Kart was fun. <laughs> Tank loved playing Mario Kart. He's good at it too. Mm-hmm. Asshole. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, yeah. 
Pinesville was a good, I think Pinesville is probably one of the best places to grow up, especially because of the location. Because you can walk up the mountain. It's literally right at the bottom it of the mountain. Your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, that's such a cool place to live. And I was I was even talking to a couple of like my mine and Tink's buddies about it. We're like, your childhood would be completely different growing up on the east or the west side of the valley. Oh yeah. West side, you have the mountains, and you but you can walk up the mountains from it, and you have, you can go fishing. There's lakes up there. There's anything you want to do. But on the east side, not that that it's a bad thing, but up there you're going to be playing on your dirt bike or you're going to be riding horses or whatever else. But isn't that weird how like, I mean, the valley isn't that wide. Oh yeah. You know, the Bitterroot Valley isn't wide at all, but like, yeah, you're so right because it sounds like the people who grew up on the West side are more Mm -hmm. like, you know, out, not so much outdoorsy, but like a different type of outdoorsy. Like we like to go backpacking. Mm -hmm. Whereas the East side Valley people are like, no, we are ranchers. Yeah. We're ranchers. We ride dirt bikes on the rolling hills. Yeah. I mean, yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. There's a different vibe there for sure. Well, I mean, think about like even like even the houses you can you can't grow like if you want a huge uh, what am I trying to say like a garden gardens yeah. here are way harder to have versus on the east side because there's no rocks in the east side but yeah. on the west side because because of, of the mountains there's rocks everywhere yeah you you oh. literally like digging a hole here like a regular like you I'm, this is such a weird thing digging holes <laughs> but no not so much digging <laughs> holes is weird but like the fact that it's so different like you could like geologically you can go and if you wanted to dig a hole that was like you know a one foot diameter mm-hmm. one foot deep hole with a regular old shovel on the east side it'll take you 20 minutes on this side oh, it'll yeah. take you an hour oh absolutely because you have 17 rocks that oh, are yeah. bigger than your head that you have to get out and then the hole is like so much deeper than you, <laughs> than right. you intended you it to holes be just for fun uh no uh no we, we never that. i mean we tried to do treasure hunting for a little while and yeah. and everything but our our thing that we did spontaneously was basically like we would just grab sticks and go up on the mountain and we would just decapitate flowers yeah arrow leaf balsam root dude yep. lupins Chopping all of them oh yeah massacred total massacre (laughs) and then we would also like when i was really little you know because i was trying to emulate my dad a lot Mm -hmm. uh we would just grab a plank of like a two by four find a bunch of old bent nails re-bend them to be straight and then just pound them into the wood dude it's so (laughs) dope man my little my little nephew is such a badass dude i remember when i went over when they lived in corvallis i went over there and it was like birthday parties and he literally got a two by four with a bunch of old screws and nails and a hammer yeah and a screwdriver and i was like and he was loving it. Dude, was it was like the greatest, greatest birthday. birthday. Yeah, his birthday oh, yeah. present was a plank of wood <laughs> and a bunch of nails and a hammer. He was having a blast. And started him for him like quarter inch, and then he just pounded him. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a Montana funny. birthday present. Absolutely. Hey, go pound some nails for us. <laughs> yep. That'd Absolutely. be great. Now, you mentioned something, um, and I think we might have talked about this last time, um, but we uh, you're talking about how you had to split your time. Um, and how you didn't want to leave Montana, you know, because your family was your friends and how like, it's so weird to think of, you know, a small family, like trying to put yourself, like, could you imagine being a part of a small family? No. And I'm glad I wasn't. Yeah. Because I never needed to look for friends. If my friends were busy, like the four friends that weren't in my family that were busy, then I had all of my family to hang out with. You know, and little sisters to hang out with, or big brothers if they were home. But even if even if I didn't hang out with any of my family members, I lived in a mile radius of 20 kids my age, you know what I mean, that are all related to me. So, yeah. no, yeah, and a small family would just be weird. Like, imagine, like, dinners. Think of how much <laughs> less food you'd have to make. <laughs> yeah, like, the grocery bill is a lot smaller oh, yeah. than, yeah. Because, like, even when we make spaghetti, you, you put the whole, the whole package of noodles that goes in. Oh, yeah. It's and not like, okay, let's measure this out. Like, uh, what knuckle do I need to make sure? You know, yeah, it's huh. now, it's just like or the whole. potatoes? You use the whole bag of taters. Yeah, the <laughs> whole, the whole five-pound bag of potatoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Thanksgiving with, like, five people. Did you, weird. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought up Thanksgiving. Did you ever, I mean, you probably did, because it was just during, re- was it during wrestling season? Thanksgiving? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed okay. Thanksgiving for four years. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that oh, that's tough. I remember Thanksgiving because, I mean, I'd still want to hang out with family. So I'd sit down and I'd have, like, a slice of chicken and the tiniest bit of, like, green beans and then a little bit of potatoes. And that was it. And then I'd be done with it in a minute and a half. Yeah. And then everyone else is still eating. And I would sit there. And <sighs> Dude. And then, like, I there was times where I'll just grab, like, one of the kids when they're done eating. Like, one of the babies, whatever baby is, just got born. And yeah. I'd just go take a nap with them. <laughs> whatever baby just got born. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then yeah. I do the dishes and I go to bed. <laughs> this guy's, <laughs> Dang, all, guy's always at dishes. No, I was, no, Thanksgiving's, and I've, this is one of those things that, have, like, when people, you know, on Instagram or on Facebook, when people reach out and stuff, they're like, what are, you know, the typical questions? Like, well, so what are Thanksgiving's like mm -hmm. in polygamy? You know, and like, depending on the family, it can yeah. mean any sort of different things. Like, mm -hmm. we, like, my own personal family has gotten away from like the huge spectacle, mm -hmm. like 70 people show up. And 70 oh, yeah. isn't one of those like exaggerated numbers. No. Like, it oh, is yeah, actually no. 70 people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, when we lived at the big house, we had this huge pine table and we had leaves. We'd keep the leaves in the garage and then every Thanksgiving we'd have to pull out. It was like five or six leaves and it made the table from like a seven foot table to like 12 feet. Yeah. And we'd fill it. Yeah. Everyone would be sitting shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, like yeah. the whole time. Yeah. You'd have to like scrunch up in order mm -hmm. to, <laughs> and then you'd have to like. And you also go through, there's two or three turkeys and then there's two or three huge bowls of mashed potatoes. Yep. And then five dishes of everything. Yep. You know what I mean? And every, all of it would get eaten. Yeah, oh there goodness. wouldn't be there wouldn't be leftovers, and if there mm -hmm. was, you'd eat it after an hour or so. <laughs> well, that too, and also my favorite part of Thanksgiving is the day after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. because like yeah, you're already done with your food coma mm -hmm. and everything, but you're also like, hey, I kind of still want some more blackberry pie, uh, or you just turkey and mustard sandwiches and turkey and mustard sandwiches with pickles. Yeah. Oh yeah, with pickles. so good, so good. There might be a little bit of pickles left on the pickle tray. Yep. yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Or uh, cranberry sauce. I love cranberry sauce. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I could fucking murk that shit, dude. I'd eat cranberry sauce out of the can. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> so tasty. I would take it camping. So tasty. Oh, yeah. Um, my buddy from England, he's always attached to the number. Like, if I go and I say, like, oh, hey, yeah, like, I'm I'm going to hang out with family this weekend. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, yeah, I've got this thing going on or whatever. And he always goes, like, so... How, how many people are going to be there? <laughs> and I'm like, why do you care about the number? He's like, it's just because it's so weird. Yeah. It's just so weird. He probably has like one sibling at the most. He has two. one sibling. Yeah. He has one sibling and like seven so cousins weird. total. I've been asked before. You have more than seven brothers and sisters. Yep. I know. <laughs> I've been asked before. They're like, because I'll tell people what, what they, when they ask me what it's like growing up with that big of a family, I was like, dude, it's awesome. I it's so fun. World. It's so fun. And yeah, and I'll tell them I have, a, I have a great relationship with all of them. They're like, whatever. You can't have a relationship with all of them if there's that many people. How are you going to spend that much time with them? It's like, dude, if you have, if, if if there's just two boys in a family, I promise they'll get along sometimes, but they hate each other all yeah. the time. Yeah. I've never hated one of my siblings. I've n literally never had that kind of stigma towards them or emotions towards them. But it's like, I have a great relationship with every single one of them, without a doubt. You know, I've always thought about that idea and like in conversations that have been on the podcast before, like there's always kind of an idea of like okay, that, that same thing of like, mm -hmm. if there's that many people, like how can you possibly like, it's usually in the connotation of like father to child, mm -hmm. like how can you have oh, a yeah. quality or high quality fatherly relationship with, you know, 17 kids or whatever Absolutely. it is. Um, and I have always thought in regards to like sibling to sibling and like cousin to cousin, you can really get close to somebody without being and like sitting down and talking about their life philosophy oh, and like yeah. all that stuff. Like you go play three games of over the tag over or the over the can, over oh, the yeah. tag. What I, um, there's gonna be people who hear me say over the tag and they're gonna be like, what the hell did you yeah. just say? <laughs> anyway, if you go play over the can, you play three or four games and then all of a sudden you're like best buds. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's it. I, oh, what's his name? James or not James. Um, I think it's James, one of James and Dane's older brothers. I, Paul. Paul. It was Paul. I've never hung out with Paul. One time we played over the can, and we hid together twice. For the rest of the weekend, we were hanging out. Yeah, dude. It was, it was awesome. It's so great. Yeah, like absolutely. you, I mean, you just become fast friends. It's the typical, like, the, that scene from Step Brothers where, like, did we just become yeah. best friends? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you <laughs> go play karate in the garage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. It, it happens that quickly. Oh, Like, absolutely. with that same age of generation and stuff, like, all of a sudden you have a best friend and that's it. And you're done. You're buddies for life. Oh, yeah. You know? But, no, what you said about, like, the father having a relationship with all of his kids, that's something that, like, I would totally agree that is a downside of polygamy. And I've seen that not just sure. because of, like, I think my dad did great with what he did, but it's like, sure. but I'm, I know that a lot of other polygamy families go through that too because their their dad has to do all, talk to all the wives and all of the kids. And, like, think about our cousins and our uncle. That's a lot of kids he's got to talk to. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I, I, would, I would agree that, that would, that's one of the harder things that I even suffered or, you know, went through with divorce and polygamy is because like, not just, not just because I didn't, I didn't have his 
quality time because he was with other kids, but because I was at my mom's house, which he wasn't there for. You know what I mean? And even uh, so it, okay. So I guess what I'm hearing is you, you say is like, if my parents didn't get divorced, I still would have been around my dad a little uh, bit yeah, more a often. Little bit more often. And then just like that, that kind of gleaning off of a relationship mm. just by being in the same space instead yeah, exactly. of like it, having high quality time. Oh yeah. Cause I like being at my mom's house. My mom's, my mom lived in Hamilton for a lot of the time and that's when I transferred to Hamilton. Yeah. And, and I think that's where I experienced this the most was when I was in high school. And that was awesome. Cause my mom living in Hamilton, I, it's not that I didn't want to get away from my piney friends, but then I had all these other group of friends in Hamilton that I would love to hang out with. And then I, and I, you know, I was just transferred. So I was the new kid and everyone wanted to know me. Mm-hmm. And then all of them thought it was cool because I'd have my mom's house. But then if, I, if a couple of my Hamilton's friends were close enough, I'd bring them over to my dad's house. But no, I, I would totally agree. Is I spent a lot of my time at my mom's house in Hamilton mm-hmm. and by my own choosing, but yeah, I just, you know, I wasn't around my dad a whole lot. But I chose to be in my mom's house because me and my mom are homies. Like, oh, totally. I love my mom. Yeah. But no, yeah, definitely. It definitely, it's de- it, no, and it, it's not. And what people really, and it kind of it makes me angry a little bit, uh, to be quite honest. Like when people hear someone say something like what you just said, mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I wasn't around with my dad a lot. I wish I could have had a better relationship. People somehow always imagine being a like, native. oh, that's that's the that's your dad's fault. Yeah. You know, and like, and all of a sudden he's like painted in this bad light. It's like, no, that's not, that doesn't mean that he's a low quality father. No, not at all. I think my dad was one of the, he is great. Yeah. Yeah, Your dad's awesome. Yeah. He's great. I mean, he's the only dad you've ever had, (laughs) but no, but but that too, I just, I I get really bent out of shape by people who just automatically assume that just because you're a polygamist father, therefore you're a bad father. And that's that's not the case whatsoever. No, not at all. Not at all. There's, Dude, being able to go out and hang out with my dad doing all sorts of stuff. I got one-on-one time with my dad. I would actually say probably more than a lot of my siblings because of the divorce. And he, yeah. he know because I, I would be at my mom's house all the time and he would know that he needs to spend more time with me. And, and we would. And we just got along because I was in Hamilton. so And I was on his wrestling team. So we spent a lot of time together there. But yeah, no, I, I don't think I had a lack. Like me personally, I don't think I had a lack of attention for my dad. But I do know that people think that. And especially, I, I guess I saw what they would think about just because of the divorce. You know, I can oh, see where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, that's that's tough. And for anybody who might be listening and being like, that, he could have just like not done polygamy that way. He would have uh, had it. Like you wouldn't have been around to be talking about this if he hadn't done, like exactly. lived polygamy. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like he was acting, I mean, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but it just seems as though that they're, like your dad and your mom and you know, your other moms like were acting in their best, you know, interest. And they, it's not like they were forced into it. Oh yeah. No, you know, not it's not all. like at gunpoint, like you have to marry this guy or else we'll kill you. That's not the case. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the culture they grew up in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I mean, what, that's they, what they believed in. And like, yeah. no, that's just the way they grew up. And I've, I've, I've even talked to my dad about this because he asked, I don't even know how we got in the conversation. He asked me if I would ever be a polygamist. This was a long time ago. And I was like, heck no. Like no way, and, he, and he's like, good, because I'm I'm glad to hear that. Because I even had this conversation with the grandpa last weekend, yeah. or, or, or a couple of days ago, and because he was explaining, grandpa was explaining polygamy to Sydney, and Sydney had all sorts of questions. It's actually really cool to hear grandpa talk about this because I've never heard grandpa talk about this. And wait for the next few episodes. <laughs> it was like <laughs> it's gonna be like good. the way grandpa explained it is that there isn't a there isn't a need for polygamy anymore. There used to be a need for it, and because. Like way back in the day, and he he described it. There was a, I don't remember what Indian. This is what Grandpa was saying. Mm-hmm, okay, and, and I don't remember what Indian uh, like tribe he was talking about. But one one male would go out and kill all these buffalo, and then when he'd come back, he couldn't skin it all. He couldn't take care of that meat. He couldn't he couldn't do all the duties that he needed to do, and neither could just his one wife. So he'd have three or four wives, and they'd all do it. And that's that's literally where polygamy came from. Is is not just in of course tr- like Indians tribes, but that's the, that was the reason that people had had polygamy and got and had multiple. Or lives. that was one culture that made polygamy work for them in their respective. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know that but, polygamy has been around even like and, in Israel or oh, ancient yeah. Israel and like that. And that was just too, the yeah. way like Grandpa explained it to Sydney was just that's you know that's why we did it. And, and shout out to Israel. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, and he was saying this, and it made it just made it made a lot of sense to me. Okay. You know I mean? Yeah. And but yeah, no, it was super cool to to talk to grandpa about that because i've never well it's just super cool stories. to talk to grandpa yeah dude. regardless of what it is oh my dude gosh. you know a pendulum little <laughs> he showed yeah. you his pendulum 
showed Sydney his her or his pendulum, and it blew her mind. Oh, really? It was so cool. And oh, like, that's you know awesome. Those brass sticks. With oh, the, the dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. did that, dude. We stayed up. That was so cool. We stayed up till like twelve o'clock at night talking about all sorts of stuff. Sydney got a three-hour Bigfoot story. What? Yeah, it oh, was crazy. Damn it! I wish I was there to record it, dude. It was so cool. He so you know his sixty forty. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I would say like. It was 70, like 30. It maybe. was 70, 30, and 70 well, was the amount that was a little shine. Yeah. So, you know, you know, the, you've heard the story of the can. And yeah. Ken yeah. and Charlie and whatnot, and whatnot. So, he told us that, and I was like, all right, I know all this. I've heard this since I was five. Mm-hmm. You know, this was all, and it was really cool to hear it again. Well, I, I mean, you never get tired of those stories. No, I mean, I, I grew up hearing those things. Exactly. So, I mean, I know that I'm not that much older than you are, but like, and we're, we're teasing a lot of Bigfoot stories from Grandpa Rod, but. I mean, if you enjoyed the Planet X episodes, you'll enjoy oh, him yeah. talking about Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, like, we, uh, I mean, I, I think that's part of the reason why I love stories so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's part of the reason why I have this podcast is, like, I just want to hear people's stories. Yeah, it's, it's, because it's, I've yeah. always listened to him just spout off oh, and just go, and it's been so great. Mm-hmm. That was that was funny to hear because after we went to bed, all we did was talk about Grandpa's co- and how cool Grandpa was and how all his stories and stuff. And Sydney goes, he goes off on this tangent, and then he goes to this one, and then he goes to this one, and then he goes to this one, and then all the end all time together. Oh, yeah, man. man. Grandpa. Yeah, he's he knows how to he knows how to spin a yarn. No, and he Grandpa's such a good storyteller. Yeah. Have you read his book, Illiteracy yeah. Bios? So mm-hmm. he just gave me a copy because I remember I was we were upstairs and I woke up and I was looking for Grandpa. I don't know where he went. Um, Grandma already went to work, so I went downstairs to look for him, and I peeked inside his office and he wasn't there. But then I saw his book. So I opened it up and I was totally snooping through his book. And that's why I started reading it. I read like the first couple pages. I said, all right, next time I see Grandpa, I'm going to ask him if I can have this book. So he just gave me a copy and I'm going to read it while I'm up in Alaska. Yeah, dude. But I'm so excited to read that. Dude, it's it's awesome, man. It's a it's a cool little thing. And I'm not going to say that like Grandpa's the next Stephen King or anything. Yeah. You know, like he literally taught himself how to read. Yeah, that's the point of the book. It it's the, the, lighthouse, it's the point of the book, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... um. I just think it's so cool that, like, my grandpa's an author. Yeah. <laughs> you know what he, I mean? He's written two books, hasn't he? The, yeah. The Bigfoot one and that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. He wrote a, bo- he wrote a book on Bigfoot. I know. And I asked <laughs> that's, if I could read it. That's so cool. He said it was, like, this thick, and he has one copy. And I was like, all right, never mind. But, yeah. <laughs> no, it's I a little heavy. Yeah, and he, and he told me about it. It was like, because he said, if I told the original story, it wouldn't be cool. So I, or it wouldn't be that fun, or it would be boring or whatever. So it was... I made it up, but it's pretty cool now. <laughs> so he was, yeah. I'm, you know, I, I there's a lot of people that know of that know Grandpa that are in the AUB and everything, and they write him off as like this piece of crap liar, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that he is like he, his whole thing, his whole thing, is like he wants you to have a good time. Oh, absolutely. No matter what. Oh yeah. Like, he's definitely an entertainer in some respects, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a total teacher for sure. Um, but, like, I I can't get enough of him. I think he's so cool. Grandpa's one of my favorite people in the entire world. Oh, absolutely. If I had to pick a top five, he would be in a top five. Oh, duh. Yeah. I mean, it's just, and that, how can you even have a top five with yeah, when you with have a... how we have a family. Yeah, like our, our family. Yeah, with our family, I mean, we're so lucky. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's just, you know, statistics, but, like, when the family is so big... Oh, like yeah. the amount of people that are amazing also yeah, goes up. True. Like totally unbiased, no bias here, but we definitely have the coolest family. Oh, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Of all the people that I know, I have the coolest family. Dude, and you just talk about, I, I mean, I can just like drop seven different people, be like, oh, yeah, my, the two of my uncles have been on uh, TV. Yeah. And my grandpa wrote a book. Yeah. Oh, my other uncle, he was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Or I have a cousin who almost died up in Alaska. Yep. And here's his story, yeah. you know, and like, I'm, I'm able to just like, just drop names everywhere. And they're like, well, your family's so weird, man. And I was like, dude, it's my cool. My best friends with Post Malone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Grandma North thought this said Post Malone. Because oh <laughs> we were talking about tattoos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she, she goes, Malone Malone, huh? Well, isn't he a rock star? And I was like, what? She goes, uh, you know, um, yeah, Jared's friend. And I was like. That's post Malone. This is way <laughs> different. And then Grandpa goes, "Yeah, that's that's. I know what he's talking about. That's Malone. I, I, Malone, Malone. Oh, yeah, of course. So he gets all puffs in his chest no, yeah. and everything else Dude, too. I thought that was so funny though. It was, yeah. <laughs> Why that... would you get a rock star's name tattooed? <laughs> Gosh, that was funny. Yeah. No, I'm lo- I'm looking forward to having Uncle Jared on. It's gonna be great. That would be really cool. He's gonna be great. He has, dude. If you want stories. Oh, I bet. And you know what Jared doesn't do? 
the 60-40. Oh, yeah, it's 100-100. It's, he goes 100-100, and yeah. it is just, like, he... Dude, man, his stories are amazing. Jared's had a lot of stories. He's had a lot of experiences. So I've heard. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. He has this theory about how Jesus is actually Satan that is amazing. Really? Oh, it's so cool. Dude. Okay. I've been learning some things about Mormons that have been blowing my mind. Okay. Hit me. So, okay. So I work with a Mormon, very Mormon. And so this song came on. It's by Nothing More. And the lyrics of the song goes, If I was God just for a day. And then he was talking about what he'd do. So I make the joke. It's like, what would you do? And so I work with a guy named Dylan, Brandon, and Colton. Sure. And I was like, so, Dylan, what would you do for your God for a day? And he goes, I would make it rain in everywhere but Africa. And we all start laughing. And then um, Brandon goes, I would make all stripper house, like whorehouses, free for the whole day. Nice, nice. And, then okay. I asked, and then I asked Colton. And this very, 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 uh, We're all early, t- very early 20s t- uh, answers to yeah, this question. We all, we all graduated high school the same day. You know, we were, we were just joking. But sure. anyway, so then I asked Colton, I said, so what are you going to do when you're, if you were God for a day? And he goes, well, Berger, I, I am going to be God for a lot longer than a day. And I said, what? <laughs> and I didn't know this. But so he tells me what he believes. Um, apparently, Mormons are going to go to, after the second coming of Christ, they are going to have their own planet that they will be the God of. And I didn't know this. And he is like, there's no bullshit in his face, dude. He's serious. Yeah. Like, 100%. And I go, oh, elaborate, please elaborate. Yes. What do you mean? And yes. he goes, he goes, well. And so I told him, I said, so you, so you're saying God, the one you worship, was once a human. And he goes, yeah, he was once a human, just like you and me, on a different planet with a different God. I said, so you're telling me there's more than one planet? He goes, dude, in the Bible, and I don't remember what verse he said, but it was like I've made more planets than imaginable, or whatever it were, or whatever the words were in the verse. But do you want to look it up on your phone? I don't have mine. My computer handy. Yeah, I'll see I'm I'm genuinely it. curious about this. No, and so while you're looking that up, I'll I'll fill in the gaps. But like mm-hmm. basically, okay. So we were taught this when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, and it was um, basically the idea was okay. What and the way that they taught it to us when we were little was okay. What do you call a baby cat? Oh, a kitten. Mm-hmm. What do you call a baby dog? A puppy. But what happened? What what do you call a puppy when it grows up? A dog. What do you call a kitten when it grows up? A cat. Okay. okay. All right. So we are all children of God, right? And mm-hmm. what are what are the children of God called? You know, like humans or whatever. Mm-hmm. But what happens when humans grow up? We're like, wait a second. We grow to be gods, and they're like, yeah. And you get to be a god for your own planet, and just. Yeah, that's how it was framed. What the heck? Did you find it? I'm trying to find it. I said, what verse in the Bible did God say there are a lot of planets? <laughs> I don't know what would be better to... No, I think that's... I mean, if Google can't handle that kind of question. Um, if Grandpa was here, he'd be like, you're using Google. You didn't use DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. <laughs> <laughs> screaming about... I I don't remember what it That's yeah, fine. It, I'm not attached to it. But yeah, it was said something. About we'll find it. I'll I'll re, I'll I'll make a little snap and then we'll cut it in. Yeah, and then you'll hear my voice be like. So the thing that he's referring to is that according to a revelation dictated by Joseph Smith himself, Jesus is the creator of many worlds, as in plural. Uh, quote that by him and through him and of him the worlds are and were created, and the inhabitants thereof are begotten sons and daughters unto God. Uh, Smith's translation of the Bible also refers, also refers to many worlds and states that the vision Moses had on biblical Mount Sinai was limited to, quote, only account of this earth and the inhabitants thereof, but there are many worlds that have passed away by the word of my power, and there are many that now stand. Uh, another part of Smith's translation portrays the Bible character Enoch, or Enoch, depending on how you say it, uh, as stating that if there were millions of earths like this earth, it would not be a beginning to the number of God's creations and his curtains are stretched out still. Uh, so that is what he is referring to. Such and such verse. Mm, but yeah, it was, it was something about that. And anyway, I, w- I was so confused. And I learned, so so a past job that I worked before this current job that I'm working, um, the guy I worked with was super negative on religion. Thought it was all the biggest hunk of baloney he's ever heard. Right? Okay. And and so all I ever heard was negativity on it because I, I am not like knowledgeable of the Bible in 
any way. I could That's not That's so say, funny. I cannot say a Bible verse. That's so funny to me because you grew, like me and your older brother grew up mm-hmm. or and your older siblings like grew up in just hardcore religion oh, kind yeah. of stuff. But you and my little brother like did not because no. our respective parents kind of dipped mm-hmm. because of the religion and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I think what I want to do with my little brother actually is like sit down with him and my dad and like me and my dad tell him like Bible and Book of Mormon stories and have him just like listen to him for the first time. Yeah, like I literally, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not over exaggerating when I say this. I know, I know the Noah's Ark story and I okay. know that, you know, he had the animals and whatnot. And then I know something about, I don't know who it was, but someone parted the seas, the big sea wise. <laughs> and I'm not, someone, I, someone. And like, okay, I okay, so hold on. I want you to guess who that person was is. Was it Moses? Part. It was Moses. Okay, okay, okay. You, you got it. Yeah. You got it. You um, passed the test, pop quiz, you nailed it. But like, I, ser- I, like, I seriously don't know anything about the Bible. Dude, like, that's so funny. Zero. <laughs> and it's, it's just super funny. So my current. Um, foreman on that pretty much works us. He was telling me a lot of stuff. It was actually really interesting because I've never, you know, I've never heard these things when I was old enough to know anything about it. Because yeah, I went to Sunday school, but I don't remember anything from Sunday school. Well, yeah, because you're playing with Cheerios and you're yeah, and you're messing around, putting them up my nose and stuff. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, he was telling me all sorts of cool stuff, and like I learned, I learned that you can't get into heaven unless you're a Mormon with uh with a spouse. And he told me this, and I said, so what if you're single but you're still you know, like law abiding Mormon and you're good and go to church and everything goes, well, then you'll become an angel. And he even told me that because my mom goes to church now and he told me my mom's going to be an angel. And I said, my mom's not going to make it to heaven. She, she, she can't. I was like, seriously, I think my mom's good enough to go to heaven, but he's like, no, she's, she's going to be an angel. And dude, he taught me, you know, it's okay. Cause God loves you unconditionally. Yeah. There's no conditions unless you're married. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is going to be kind of hard on yeah, but, um, so he also told me, I, so I think he might be a slightest bit racist. I know we were talking about this. Okay. And he told me that people with dark skin originated from Cain, like Abel and Cain. And because, or whatever, that whatever brother it was that killed his brother. It's he, Cain. Yeah. Cain, yeah. Cain killed Abel, right? Cain so, killed, yeah. so Cain got cursed with black skin is, is, is what he's telling me. And all people with dark skin d- were descendants of Cain. You want to look at your phone, look up 2 Nephi chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Nephi chapter 5, verse 21. 2 Nephi. I mean, I could, there are Book of Mormons on the shelf over there. I can probably grab it for you. What was it? I'll go grab a, I'll go grab a book. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to spit some verses. Old one, dude. There you go. An old one. We got an old Book of Mormon from 1978, dude. Oh, there you go. I've actually never, never seen a Book of Mormon like that. I've only ever seen the blue covers. The blue covers. Probably from my podcast. <laughs> Second <laughs> Nephi, chapter 5. Here we are. Verse 20. How did you know what verse I was One. Um, dude, because I grew up in religion, dude. <laughs> Uh, and he caused the cursing to come upon them, yea, even a sore cursing because of their iniquity. For behold, he had hardened their hearts against him that they had become like unto a flint. Wherefore, as they were white and exceedingly fair and delightsome, that they might be, not be enticing unto my people, the Lord God did cause a skin of blackness to come upon them. What the heck? Yeah. He told me in a much blunter, <laughs> blunter way that, I mean, all people with dark skin are descendants of Cain, and they're all Satanists. They're not Satanists, but it's funny. Something? It's Bad. funny. You know Bad. what? Here's what's kind of cool. This Book of Mormon right here. Uh, it was published in 1978, and in 1978, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints lifted the ban on those who are black. They used to, to not be able to have no. They used to join the church. They were able to join the church, but they weren't allowed to hold the priesthood oh. until 1978. When this book was published. Uh, yeah. This specific That's copy crazy. of the Book of Mormon anyway. But yeah, I mean, I, I was learning these things and it was rocking my world. And I, I was like... You were hearing it for the first time and yeah. you are just like, what? And I was dude? like thinking, I was like, my mom goes to this church? <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? Well. And 
But yeah. I mean, he, I know that, you know, I'm sure not everyone that goes to church believes every single word that everything says and takes it very literally. But the guy told me this very serious about it. Like he was, this is cause he's he, like, this is the word of God and you don't yes. mess with the word of God. He yeah. invites me to church every single Sunday. Which is, I mean, which is cool about him. I mean, that's real nice. That's the that's the way it goes with yeah. with those folks, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it's those folks, <laughs> as if they're so distant from me, <laughs> they're <folks>. not. <laughs> but I mean, he he's trying to give he's tried giving me a book Mormon, uh, probably. Well, the, what times. do you want? Do you want this one? <laughs> I even told him the, what I keep telling him is like, the house I live in, I'm sure that I could find one somewhere, and I told him that. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm sure that if I needed to pick one up and read it then I can find one in a matter of seconds. Oh, so. well, I mean, now you can just walk upstairs. Walk upstairs from, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, dude, I was learning those things, and I just blew my mind. What were some other things that he told you? Um, if there, were, if there, I mean, there, there wasn't any. Oh, my goodness, funny. this is the only thing he talks about. But a lot of the time, I'm not listening. <laughs> and it's not anything against him, but it really is the only thing that he, because re- me and him don't relate on very much. Because he's so he he's it sounds like older. he's it sounds like he's just like all about doctrine, all about it, okay. all about it. Um, but I mean, and he's quite a bit older than me. And, but he was a wrestler, so if we're not talking about wrestling, we're he is talking about the Book of Mormon. Okay, and so I mean, he's told me a lot of stories, and he's told me how because I've asked him, I I told him I think that all religions have a lot in common, and I said there's things Absolutely. that I hear about buddhism and and mormonism that i was like dude those are like it's like the same beliefs just different names and i've told him this and he told me this big long story about um oh who was it the right of authority and who actually has the authority to speak on god's exactly. behalf yeah what are those called people that can talk to god prophets prophets he told me about this prophet <laughs> how did you not know the prophet dude i Okay, who are those people that are like, you know, they come uh, in and talk to oh God and goodness. stuff? They, like, they're him. able to part seas and stuff? <laughs> I asked him one time, I said, so what makes a prophet a prophet? And he told me that people will like, will like vote them in. And they'll have a big long line of people and they'll all pray about who's going to be the prophet. And then they'll all decide that that's the prophet. I said, so what, after you guys all just decide, John is the prophet now, does that give him the ability to talk to God? And then he's like, well, you don't really talk to God. It's more like you can just get visions. And I was like, okay, so like dreams. He's like, well, not like that. And I was like, okay, so what? I, I don't know, man. It was. So you were asking like I pretty trying, like normal questions. Though. Oh, yeah. And, and I was trying to be like, like I was trying to, I was almost trying to corner him in a box. <laughs> but, and, and like. Poke so it, him. it became a little bit of a competition not kind like, of, not so much competition, but more like you were. I almost want, I just wanted to stump him. Okay. I wanted okay. him to be like. You wanted to get his goat a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I, okay. I wanted him to be like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, this is where I cornered him. I remember cornering him one time. Okay. So I learned about um, garments. That's what they're called, right? The garments, the, yeah. Garments, yeah. Yeah, garments. He told me about this, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah. How, you knew about garments? No, I did not. What? No, I did Are not. you serious? My mom told me about him one time, because when she joined the church, she told me she had to go to Spokane and get her special underwear. Yeah, because that's the closest temple to this area. And I didn't know what she meant by that. Yeah. And anyway, I remember talking to Colton. That's how we brought it up is I asked him, what did my mom mean by special underwear? And (laughs) he told me like both garments. That's so weird that you didn't know what garments were because I'm just sitting here like, dude, I saw my mom and dad in their garments all the time. I I had no idea what that was. Wow. And he's just like, it's just like leggings and a t-shirt. I mean, it's kind of kind of weird. I mean, they've been modernized. Okay, so do you know what the garments used to look like? Or there's like the big fluffy ones, and it's a full get up. It's like head to toe. Okay, it's it's not no, it's not thick. It's not no. Okay, Okay, so when you when you think of like temple gowns, those are different than temple garments. So temple garments, temple garments are also a little bit different than like the street garment or whatever they call it. Um, But the garments that we grew up in with the AUB, it was wrist and ankle basically collarbones upright. Oh, yeah. And so they had, like, specific symbols, like, embroidered into the, you know, right and left chest, one on the stomach, one on the knee. I mean, it's all this giant symbolism oh, yeah. for, for all the temple ceremonies that happen in, in Bluffdale at the AUBs, you know, you know, and they call it the endowment house. Okay. Um, okay. When you think about it, all temples are endowment houses. Um, but basically, like... That's why all pineys wear long sleeves and long pants a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. It's because you have to, you're not allowed to show them. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I, yeah. yeah. And, and when he when he was telling me about it, I said, "What is the point of a garment?" And he told me, like roughly, it was pretty much to remind you of your fidelity and and to not 
like he 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 gave me an example like this. Bluntly, he goes, "If I was taking off my garments because I was about to cheat on my wife, I would remember when I take off my garments to not cheat on my wife." I said, "If you're taking your clothes off, you cheated." Yeah, and I don't know. It was, it was weird. And he was talking to me about this, and I I don't know, man. I just could not understand it. There's so many things. No, there's like, and and I I think what it comes down to is just more of a symbol. You know, you're you're. It's like uh, you know those monks who um, you you might might have heard of this, you might have not have, but they they like uh, thrash themselves with like like a pine bough. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Um. It's basically like a, a humility idea, and it, of course, like I mean, there there's probably people who are like, oh yeah, no, wearing garments is torture, just like those monks uh, who whip themselves <laughs> because it gets to be 98 degrees yeah. and you're on a roof framing a house mm-hmm. when you're a polygamist man. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what you're doing, or doing something else because it is torture, you know. And so, it's basically a reminder of like the covenants that you made with God in the temple and, yeah. and all that. So yeah, I, I think that's what he said is just to rem- to remind you of. Of, of what you promised, pretty much, when you joined Okay, the and so you were cornering this guy in that area. And in, so, yeah, and I, okay. and I pretty much, and that's what I said, was once you're taking your garments off, aren't you already past the line of fidelity? And he was just like, mm. I guess that was kind of a bad example. I was like, mm, okay. okay. But All anyway. Right. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, he talks to me about it a lot. And a lot of the time, I, so I have these headphones that I can hear outside noises too because they don't go into my ears. And so, Oh, it's like those bone conduction ones? Exactly. Those I, are so cool. Yeah, and I have a pair of those. And, and so I'd listen to my music and just kind of hear him speak. And then I could hear him when he asked me a question. So then I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You know, but <laughs> I, I don't know. There's just a lot that I like. I just don't understand about it, dude. It, it blows my mind. And, and coming from the job that I used to work at, he would, because he was very smart. He used to be a part of the church, and then he left because his dad was a huge part of the church. I don't know if you know Ethan Burt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I know him. So, I'll have to drop that name out, but yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I was. But anyway, um, so his dad was very smart about everything Mormon, and and he grew up very Mormon, and so he grew. I wouldn't say like they hate it, but to just think it was a bunch of habla baloney, and habla baloney. Yeah, and he told me all these reasons why it's fake and it's like this is why this doesn't work and this doesn't make sense because of this so it was a good change and there was a lot of times where i did enjoy listening to my foreman talk about it because it was like all i ever heard was this negative part and now i'm hearing a positive part about it and so it's giving me my own space to form my own opinion about it well and that's what you want right exactly exactly. i mean ultimately that's what it boils down to exactly and and i'm on it like i'm not trying to bash on the information either of these people told me but it's and it absolutely has helped me form my own my own opinion on it but which, which is cool. yeah which is what exactly have you nailed down how you feel about things not at all grandpa asked me this question too he asked yeah. me um what i he, he frankly like blatantly said what do you believe in and i told him the same thing i told my foreman when he asked me what do you believe in i said i believe the sun's gonna rise tomorrow he goes what about religion i said man i don't know <laughs> I, I mean because there's just been so much like i mean you know exactly how it is in our family in yeah Manzo. like I don't know, dude. There's so much that I've heard about about positive and negative sides, and it's like, like when I think about it, frankly, it's like you're telling me that Daddy in the sky is gonna love me forever and send me to heaven, and, and then I'm hearing that I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Okay. I and that's no okay clue. to not know. Yeah. There's really a lot of people know. who get upset at people at people who don't know, yeah. and I, I, I'm obviously one of those people who doesn't know. Mm-hmm. I lean more towards the side that there is no big daddy in the sky. Yeah. Um, big daddy. <laughs> Start calling him big daddy big from daddy. now on. Um, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just like, it's hard to believe. You know what I it's mean? It's tough. There's verses in the Bible. Like Tank talks about this all the time. He wants to, he goes, I want to know when this happened. And it says in the Bible somewhere that God shirketh upon the earth and then made rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where that stems from. And me and Tank are like, When? Tell me when God grabbed the earth and shook it. You know, and it's like, I don't know. No, what he was referencing was when Jesus was crucified, um, where the mountains were torn asunder, right? Torn apart. So if you Google, like, mountains being torn asunder, it'll probably come up with the the verse. Um, But basically, like, you know, there's this giant reckoning upon the earth when Christ was crucified you know, earthquakes and great floods and mm. all this different stuff because the son of God got killed by Romans, by Roman Jews. Um, but yeah, like it, 
I think what he was kind of coming from, but that's, that happened. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to talk to him about just Bible stories, because he will think of those things, mm. you know, like when exactly did the I mountains turn the into time. pebbles? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what he would say. Oh, here it is. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. He replied, I have been zealous for the Lord God Almighty. Yeah. Is that what you're looking about? Yeah. So it's that it's, it's in reference to Mm -hmm. them being like, you know, they, they're trying to witness Christ being crucified and God's like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll wreck this place because I'm pissed. No, that's that. I mean, there's a lot of questions. Like sometimes I've I've asked Colton now or my uh, foreman. I'll say, "Do you think that ignorance is bliss?" And he goes, "What do you mean by that?" And I said, "What if the only point of life is to live it, and then you're dead, and that's it? There's nothing after that. There's no, no soul. There's, there's you're just not here anymore. And and you guys have believed this and made the story. So while you are living, you have hope, and not you have hope for something after, but." It really is just nothing. And I, I even asked him one, side, one time, I said, so let's say you could have a consciousness after you died, f- just for the sake of this argument, and you died, and then you realized everything you believed in your whole life is totally wrong. Let's say your soul is just in the casket, and you're going to sit in that casket forever. Like, w- how would you feel? And he, he was just in total denial about it. He's like, well, that's just not going to happen. I'm going to go to heaven, and then I'm going to own my own world and be the god of it. And it's, you know, that's cool for him. No, and, and it you is. Know? I mean, I good. I mean, everything good for him. If he, I mean, if you've played The Sims, it's basically the it, same thing. Yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> and I don't know, man. It's just like there's a lot of questions that I have, but I there's questions in my brain that I want to be answered, but I don't know how to ask them. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, if you ever want, I mean, just because you don't know the Book of Mormon, this probably wouldn't work. Um, but if you're willing to get into that idea of like asking questions that you don't know how to quite form, mm-hmm. I recommend reading the CES letter. Okay. Um, and it's by this guy who, who was a member of the church, you know, good, honest. He was going to have his own planet, basically, kind, yeah. kind of guy, missionary, all that. And he started to find discrepancies in Mormon doctrine, and he wrote this giant letter about it. And the questions that he asks are like, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. But never, exactly. like, it never, never came into that order. the question. Yeah, yeah, those words didn't line up in my brain for some reason, mm-hmm. you know. But he was able to, to do it. And not, I mean, I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but I've never, res- I've never in my entire life resonated more with a piece of, like, writing than really? the CES letter. But that, I mean, that won't be the case for you because obviously you don't really yeah. know or weren't raised in it as much as exactly. I was. Exactly, exactly. But, like, there, I once asked him, I said, where is God then? And, and and he's he said, well, Planet X. <laughs> is that where Grandpa thinks God is? Really? Oh yeah, dude. Dude, I almost asked Grandpa to talk to me about Planet Nibiru, but this was at eleven thirty, and I was like, man, it is bedtime. Well, I if you want, want to, to know about what Grandpa feels about Nibiru, is check it out your... it's the the most recent two episodes. Really? Yeah. I'll have to listen. Thirty one and thirty two. But yeah, and I I asked our foreman. I said, so where is God? And he said that there's a verse, and he even he pulled it up on his phone. He has the scriptures on his phone. Um. And it's like a certain star somewhere and that, and that's where God lives. And that's how you get close to God because heaven is close to that star. And so I said, is God not on heaven? And, and he was talking to me about how he visits heaven. And I don't know. There's just, it's almost like, I feel like you guys are just making up this stuff because you're scared of what comes after you die is, is honestly like the you ultimatum know, that I think of sometimes. There's this book out there. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, this guy, ah, I mean, it's going to bug me, but basically this, this guy's entire book was talking about any human achievement or anything that you do personally mm-hmm. is actually because you fear death so much. Really? Yeah. Like the reason why we built the Colosseum in Rome was because we are fascinated with death, right? gladiators fighting to the death, mm-hmm. to the death. You know, yeah. the idea of to the death is like mm-hmm. this weird, you know, high concept to us as humans yeah. because we just don't understand it. We don't know what happens. Yeah. That's we, the ultimate question. If you could, if you could have one question answered, wouldn't that be your question is what happens after we die? What happens when you die? Yeah. Cause it, I mean, it's like, I've even told Colton this. I said, if I knew for sure that I'm going to heaven if, after I die, 
man, I'd be the most God-fearing Dude, Mormon. I mean, how know. how convenient would it be exactly. if we all knew with scientific evidence mm-hmm. to prove undeniable facts that there was a God and that there was a heaven and that the Mormons were right? Yeah. Everyone would be Mormon. Everyone. Because I want to go to heaven. Duh. Exactly. Right? I mean, there'd be people who'd be like, no, you know, counterculture. Like, Yeah, exactly. and absolutely, yeah. You know, but then, but then also we would be, if we were able to prove that God exists and that there is a heaven and the Mormons were right, that also means that if God is right and the Mormons were right, that means Satan is also real and hell is real. Mm-hmm. And if people voluntarily sign up for hell. By committing crimes. Dude, I mean, I wish. would probably I, be a better place. Maybe, I mean, if God was real and we were able to prove it scientifically, undeniable, full on, he exists, big daddy exists, mm-hmm. um, then... I think the world the world would be a better place. I absolutely believe so because, yes, there'd still be crime because there's still crappy people. Yeah, but like, if you know that before this guy mur- like before this guy murders this guy, he's gonna think, oh man, if I pull this trigger, there's no way I'm getting into heaven. You know what I mean? But because God would be watching, if he was real, God would always know. But it's like, well, I could get away with it and I won't get in trouble. So it'll be fine. But God's right. watching. But exactly. So God's, if, yeah, the world would definitely be a better place. Well, actually, I think so. Now that I think about it, it would be a better place overall, but I think everyone's quality of life would diminish because, because you're living your whole life in around fear of not getting into heaven. Not getting into heaven. I mean, people have that already. Oh, yeah. Right? The hardcore believers and stuff. And that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and that works out for them and that they're, you know, their own, you know, they have their own free agency. But I mean, at that point, free will, I, that, I think that's the question. I think that's the question. I think if God is all powerful, blah, 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 A, B, C, and D, he exists, hell exists. That's the, that's the world we're operating yeah. in right now. Like, why would you choose anything for yourself? Mm-hmm. Because you would you give up your free will? Everyone probably would give up their free will for a lot of things. You know, yeah. like you couldn't decide that. I I don't know. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, I think. No, I know exactly. I yeah, mean, like you you would. Why would you want to choose for yourself when everything's already laid out for you? True. You know what I mean. I see exactly what you're saying. So I don't know. Man, yeah, that'd be weird. But I'm glad people don't know because. That'd be a bunch of weird people. Living. It's more fun not knowing. Yeah. yeah it's I the whole idea so. of like foreplay is better than sex sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've heard that. Right. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, that's a that, that's a pretty big bi- well, bridge to draw no, between no, like see. God and sex. Yeah. Eh, not really. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the idea that you like the, the mystery. I mean, mystery is sexy. Right? Yeah. It's like this thing. I mean, you want what you can't have. Exactly. The, you, you're scared of the dark because you don't know what's there. And once you know, then things are different. You know, it's the whole, it's the same thing. It's all boils down. It's like what, we're, what you said earlier. Like, it's all the same. Yeah. It really is. I, like what you said earlier, some people live their whole life um, surrounding their, their life around Mormonism and, and religion and whatnot. I asked Colton, we were talking about addictions. Oh, and okay. He, because... I remember what, oh, I asked him, we were talking about, I asked him if, what he believes on medical marijuana and marijuana being legalized in Montana. Yeah. And he's like. Is it full recreational now? I believe so. I think so. What? But I don't know. I think so. I think it's, yeah, marijuana is legal in Montana now. Oh. As if you're 21. Okay. But anyway, for some reason, I can't remember if that was like a full thing. Or I, I don't know. Anyway, I, I, I asked him. I asked him how it politics. Was. Don't give a shit. <laughs> I asked him what he believes on, or what he thinks about it, just because you know work talk. But he said, "Oh my gosh, that's the stupidest thing. I can't believe that passed." And, and I asked him why. And he said, "Why the heck would you legalize a drug?" And then anyway, we got into the topic of of addictions. And I said, and he was talking about how people can be addicted to anything. You can be addicted to smoke weed or or nicotine, or you can be addicted to food. People are addicted to soda. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I asked him, and I had, and like what I'll say before, how I wanted to corner him. <laughs> okay. I had this whole plan formulating in my head. <laughs> and, and I was saying, okay, so Colton, what, like, I asked him, on what circumstances and, and what reasons do you, can you identify someone as being addicted to something? And he goes, well, when they change their life to live around their addiction, when they can't do anything without their addiction, and when they make choices surround, like, I, I can't do this because of my addiction. I said, okay. So I said, are you addicted to religion? And he goes, 
well, what do you mean? Oh, dude, nailed it. And so, and I, and I expanded on what I was saying. I said, so you can't go out and drink alcohol because that's against Mormonism and against your religion. He goes, well, yeah, but, uh, and he starts arguing. He's like, hold on, hold on. I promise I'll let you talk. I just want to get this out. He goes, okay, okay. So I go, you can't go out and drink because you're Mormon. You can't say fuck because you're a Mormon. You can't do. Don't say fuck. Yeah, like he, and I said, so you can't do all these things because of or of your religion. You also can't. You you surround your whole life around. You go to church three times a week. You pray every night. So, and I'm not, and I'm not saying that any things are, these are bad, but he is surrounding his life based on his religion, and he just said that is what makes an addiction. So I asked him, "Are you addicted to religion?" And at the end of the conversation, he ends up going, "I feel like there's lots of worse things that I can be addicted to." And I said, so he basically admitted that he wasn't an addict. Absolutely. But, and, okay. And he says it's horrible to be addicted to anything because you can't have anything control your life. I said, Colton, you just admitted you're addicted to religion. And I don't know. I felt pretty accomplished. That I, I mean, that's him. a that's a really unique take on it. I've never heard of it that way. I yeah. I I totally think that. Like sometimes I feel like people can't live a full quote unquote enjoyable human life and experience all the things that you can experience. Because of your religion. But yeah. I mean, people would say the same thing about, I can't experience my whole life because I'm a guy and I don't have boobs. You know sure. I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm addicted to boobs, so like that's boobs. the way it goes. Yeah, I like boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's end it there. How about? Yeah, that sounds good. And we're addicted to boobs. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>